Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Practice Perspective Podcast. And as we continue to gain insight and wisdom from the mother perspective, uh, today uh, what I have for you guys is, is my sister, Michelle. Um, she's very lovely, very content. It's a little shy at first in the beginning, but as we uh, carry on the dialogue and conversation, uh, I really wanted to actually do this podcast because she has an experience that I feel that needs more awareness because uh, I learned something. Every, every person I talk to... Um, it's a little weird at first. Some of these microphones intimidate people. Some of th- people think that this podcast is supposed to be a certain way, supposed to sound a certain way. But really, I'm just trying to capture that nice organic dialogue of when you really just you have a good, authentic conversation with somebody and and you learn things. And I'm sure the other people will listen to other podcasts and they like it and they want to share it just because they learn something from it. And from what I learned from this podcast, um, especially this episode, uh, just trying to get more insight of the motherly perspective, the motherly role, uh, the things that you women have to go through during the maternity process. Um, And this one I wanted to really stress and emphasize because I feel like it needs more awareness. So in the podcast, my sister talks about her miscarriage and uh, as she's describing the details to me and the experience that she went through um it was just pretty surprising to me because i guess i never knew this is pretty common um i guess this is normal and but with that said it also still takes a emotional mental and physical toll on the body and something to bring awareness in because you could do so much research and you could read as many books and I know every woman's different, every marriage is different, but I still feel like this needs awareness and you should still reference this because um, it's still a thing to be weary of. And it really made me appreciate the woman a lot more as they give birth to life. Uh, but also with that, they also give birth to death. Um, something very vital, something very essential, something very... Um, important to really make you appreciate life because sometimes we forget we're very forgetful people of our things we take for granted and sometimes you need things to really make you practice your perspective and look on the bright side of things (laughs) so I wanted to do this to bring awareness to let you guys know to um, be informed Listen to this. It's not a sad story. Uh, It's something to learn from, something to reference from, and something to also just praise and give life to women because we don't ever shine the lights on these unattended things that are happening right around the corner of the household that we do not even know. And so be attentive to your women, gentlemen. Praise them, love them, have conversations and really dive deep into their psychology of what makes them who they are, why are they the way they are, and all these things that really make some good authentic love. start off with, give me a little bit of your background story. Of, just uh, in general? Yeah, just in general. Just of uh, the school you went to. High school or grade school. So, okay. All the way to college. Let's see. South, well, Nogales. And then what did you graduate with and all that? Then I moved to South Phoenix. I went to Were high you lived in Nogales for a little bit? Yeah. Well, when I was, up until I was eight years old. Hmm. And I, um, I didn't know it was that long. Yeah. Up until I was eight, then I moved to Phoenix with my mom. Um, South Phoenix, I went to high school at South Mountain. South Mountain. South Mountain High School. Mount Chavez. South yeah. Mountains are 
rivals. Rivals. Yeah. We're both rivals, yes. Yeah. And let me see from there. I went to, I did community college while in school. While in um, high school. Oh, what? Community college. Yeah, I had a, they had a special program where you can take college courses. Oh, is that the, uh, the magnet program? <sighs> no, it wasn't a magnet. I can't remember the name of the program. But, you know, you had to apply and all that stuff. And certain percentage of students would got two years of college courses. It was two years, I believe. Oh, nice. Um, it's a good head start. Yeah, <laughs> it was. But I still somehow ended up, I think because I changed my major so many times. But anyways, from there I went to ASU. And then did the four years there, graduated in 08, and then started working. Started yeah. working for the man, and I'm still at the same club. <laughs> so, oh, wow, nice. Um, how many times did you change your major? Uh, I, I think I want to say four. What did you first go for? What did you like initially thought what you wanted to do? Um, I was going to do business. Business and uh, global studies, I believe. No it was way. something, uh, I, no. Global business, like a, global business, something like that. International relations. International business. International business. International business. Oh, nice. Then it changed into criminal justice. Um, I do remember that criminal justice. Criminal justice, and criminology, <laughs> and and from there it kind of went into politics, politics, political science, and justice studies is where I ended up, yeah. where my major ended up. Yeah. So. Is that really like you settled on? Like ah. This is just good. Yeah, awesome. I guess it was a settle because it just. I really want to change my uh, major, but I'm like almost done, and I might as well finish with global studies. Goals. Yeah. What are you, you gonna do philosophy? Um, I think I want to do a minor, a double major in philosophy. Um, but I would originally want to do, which I did not know until like halfway through. Exposing yourself yeah, to other things. Yeah. I would really love to do anthropology. But I do not have the time, money, or patience for all of that. Like I think it would be so cool to write an ethnography where you go and live with tribes and learn the language and customs and basically just write about your experience. But that'd be I settled, that'd be fun. Yeah. I settled to goal studies, which is kind of like that because I do get it more exposed to well, not more exposed, but I do get exposed to different cultures, but. It's more on the business, political mm -hmm. side. More mainstream yeah, type Yeah, of... definitely more mainstream. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, it, I mean, it, it, uh, it's interesting with school because yeah. you, you kind of discover yourself and then, I don't know, that's why I think college should probably come later in, in, yeah. in your life because <laughs> you're a bit more established or yeah. you know a little bit more. But at the same time, college does expose you to all that stuff to make you kind of make the It does decisions. in a weird way, doesn't it? You meet new people, yeah. and then you meet, you learn new things. So you're yeah. like, oh, maybe I will take a class in that. And so, yeah, it's crazy. I tried so many times to. Uh, I remember Dejeri helped me out to uh, trying to get established and just enroll in Gateway Community College just right after high school, and I could not stay awake for the placement test for like the life of me. I'd also like down Monster energy drinks and caffeine shots and. I'd fall asleep every time. It was ridiculous. It was like it was not meant to happen. It's probably the environment, I think. Probably too. It was very quiet and cold. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I had to join the Marine Corps. So I think you're right, though. After the, my military experience, I feel more established and level-headed to take college more seriously. Because at first, right after high school, I, I don't know how you guys did it. You and Desiree. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, each person's different. So. Yeah. But we knew, I think, from the early on that that's what we wanted to do. So, yeah. So that's, I mean, you know, at least to go to college. Yeah. And I don't think you did, but, right? I mean, it was there, but... I mean, you wanted to go to college, but at the same time, I, I don't know. You didn't exactly know... No, I didn't. What you really wanted to do. No, so. I still don't know what I want to do. Well, <laughs> so neither did it when I graduated, neither did it. <laughs> so. It's crazy. I was still like a learning process, but like no one really tells you that. It's like, oh, this is what you got to do because this is what we did and this is what you got to do. Well, I guess that's just stigmatized by culture and society. Um, I don't know. What was the big like influences on, on you guys to like, oh, yeah, you got to make sure you go to college right after high school and then. 
well, well, for me, it's just how I grew up and seeing my family struggle, seeing their mistakes, yeah. and I don't want to. I don't want to struggle. I don't want to have to have a minimum wage or just struggle from paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And I knew that the only way you can do that is get educated. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, at least it'll give me a boost. I know for sure. Were you the first one in your family? To go yes. To yeah? Oh, nice. Yes. Good for you. Yeah. So, yeah. And tri- it's starting to trickle down from there, thankfully. <laughs> you know what I mean? And my yeah. sister's doing it. and That's good. Yeah. You guys really put a standard. And you and Desiree. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure I'm had, I had some sort of motivation for you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So. But it's funny how... Learning the hard way is the most effective. Yes, <laughs> it is. I mean, it's frustrating too. Yeah. And it's like pretty much with everything, not only just like work and business, but also like relationships and just, you know, life, life experiences. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> learning yourself, <laughs> learning, learning yourself. the hard way. Yeah. For Going me, to this you. day, you know, you got to bang your head up against the wall a few times before you're like, oh. Uh. Yeah. Oh man, I've made so many mistakes. <laughs> Uh, that's that's another podcast. That's another yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, so, um, well, that's a good uh, introduction into learning the family life. So, Background, yeah. Yeah, yes. the family life. You have a very handsome husband and a very gorgeous niece of mine. Um, how do you like being a mom? It's challenging. Challenging. Uh, yes, it's very challenging because it... Uh, it's um, self-discovery for myself, mm-hmm. and then you gotta try and understand this other little person who's pretty much a duplicate of yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then trying to like, so how would I like to be told or be disciplined? And <laughs> yeah. and that's it's challenging. Yeah, it's challenging in every way because it's always forever changing. Yeah. Like once oh, you wow. once you feel like you got it down, it's like they're at a different stage. And, and, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so you have to change things up. It sounds very exhausting. It is very exhausting. <laughs> I tell you that. Yeah. I mean, any parent's gonna tell you that. Yeah. yeah. Did you have like any uh, initial thought of like what what a mother is supposed to do and 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 how to raise a child, or did you just like, oh, I got this. I'll just learn. I got this. Or like, did I? Did, research and things like that yeah. or, or I, yeah i guess like did, did you research or did you have any like thoughts of like oh man this is a, a big deal i gotta I gotta make sure i know my shit to raise this creature this little creature <laughs> the only thing for me that's a very loaded question i think i always knew raising a kid would be challenging um as far as the whole, uh, exp- like, you know, uh, the maternity part of it where you're growing, that I did have to educate myself because I really didn't know all what goes on and how it happens and things like that. You have a basic understanding, but then so that you can fully understand what's going on with your body, then I did some research and read the books. Like when the baby's inside of you? Yeah. Yeah? That kind of stuff. As far as, like, raising my kids, like raising like what am I gonna do I did have an idea you know I want to be I wanted to have a balance between old ways as far as like discipline and 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 um really traditional somewhat traditional not completely but yet traditional and um yeah those traditions there yeah yeah and then what other things that I already know that I wanted. You know, of course, I always wanted my kid to be exposed and well-rounded to different things. Mm-hmm. Those things I already kind of knew ahead if I was like, if I ever have a kid, yeah. this is what I want. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Do you want to give me other specifics? <laughs> like no, no, that? yeah, that's good. Just, like, how do you first like, get into it? Was there, like, a, a deciding moment where you, you told your husband, Jeff, where it's like, all right, I need I want a baby. Let's. We're gonna make one, and we, like, it's. I'm ready in that stage of my life to have a child, or was it like uh, a gradual process of like, like uh, I, I think I want a little offspring of mine. <laughs> um, it was a growing process because I never wanted a kid. Yeah. I yeah, you know, like, 
history for me with my sisters, <laughs> I had to always take care of them. Mm-hmm. So I already knew that mm. it's a big um, sacrifice. As per Hispanic household, like we're yeah, very exposed big, to helping yeah, raise. Had, yeah. Yes, exactly. But I think I had to do a little bit more than the average. And then, um, where was I going with this? Um, there's another question I wanted to ask you, but I forgot to. But the um, raising the child. What was this coming? <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking about. Oh, if there was a, a time, like a. The time that I knew, oh, I want to have kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I never wanted to have kids because of that experience with my family. Um, I And it, I already knew if I ever did have a kid, it'd have to be with the right person. Yeah. And I happened to meet that right person, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And part of what made me fall in love with that person was his family background. And, oh, I want that. Yeah. I never had that type of family dynamics. Yeah. And, and if... And, that's part of, you know... Raising child. Yeah. So, I think it kind of... Once it was official or once it was... I knew that I was going to marry this person. That was pretty much the turning point. Yeah, we're going to have a kid together because he wanted a family. Mm-hmm. I can't... You know, I wouldn't marry somebody <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I really didn't want to give him that kid. So, that I think you can say that that was my... Deciding point? Deciding point. Cool, cool. I mean, I've, I've met these girls where they say, oh, I never want kids. I never want children. I, and I just, I don't believe that. Like, I, that's like, you guys are, bi- I, I mean, just, from, yeah, you guys are biologically structured to have children. And, and I guess the wanting part is more mental and emotional. And so, would you say that you're that woman at first, um, before... Uh, you met Jeff, and you saw the very nice family-oriented um, customs. Uh, were you the one that used to say, like, oh, I don't want children. I know it's like, I, I never want any children yeah. at all. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yes, Until you were first exposed to, like, oh, wow, this is, family's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I would always say <laughs> really? I, I didn't want kids. Wow, okay. And... Look at you now. Look at me now. One, one, and then hopefully maybe one more in the future. Yeah. And that's yeah. What's a, the grand total that you want? Just two. Just for me two. Yeah. And Jeff wanted four. Four? I want eight. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> after the one, after the one, I know that you're gonna just want one. Yeah. One or two. We'll see about that. Yeah. I just, I mean, four is such. Uh, I mean, eight. You know, when you do family events, it's even teams, four and four. You know, like, yes, <laughs> that's why I want eight. Yeah. But um, I'm sure that will change after having one, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. You never know. You might fall in love with it. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. Some people, it goes the other way. It's like, oh, man, <laughs> you know what I mean? You just can't stop. Very nice, very nice. Well, so tell me the process of... Um, Actually, yeah, let's start from the, the maternity part, like the stuff that you want to learn, like, uh, while the baby's growing inside of you. Um, I mean, I haven't read any books, but just from hearsay and having other friends talk about it, and that um, mood swings and emotions are like roller coasters when the baby's developing, you know. And I think it's crazy, too, because, like, there's a live being, like, in you, and this is growing, like, that's... If you really stop to think about it, like that's that's pretty crazy. It's pretty um, um, crazy, yeah. <laughs> crazy, beautiful, weird, all all kinds of things. But um, and so is it true? Do you guys feel like a lot of uh, emotions and, and and mood swings and uh, get more weird? than just the usual? Um, <laughs> more than just the usual? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you got a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely. It is a bit more emotional, and let me see. Did you have any weird cravings? I remember hearing this one story of this this woman. She started craving uh, rocks. 
And my mother craved them. Not to eat them, but like to just suck on rocks like outside. My mother craved like dirt, like, you know, dirt, like wet dirt. And from what I've heard, it's because of the iron, like you're craving iron. Oh. And that's why there's certain things that you searched odd. Okay. But in her instance, or my mother's instance, or that lady's instance, probably because they were craving, or they needed iron, and so that's what they craved. But I didn't, I don't think I had any weird cravings. Um, with Amelie, I think uh, I just had a lot of, I just wanted a lot of ice cream. Ice cream? Ice cream. So, did. Uh, I did eat a lot of ice cream. Sandwiches. Dairy? Dairy. Yeah, and milk. Sweets. Milk. Dairy. I guess yeah. ice cream. Um, not a lot of sweets. Which is odd because now she came out with a allergic to dairy. Yeah? At first when she came out. So. That's great. That's weird. I probably gave her too much. Same with nuts. She was allergic to nuts and I would eat a lot of nuts because mm. I was eating healthy. So I'm yeah. trying not to eat junk. So I would eat. My only indulge was ice cream sandwiches. And then everything else was just like granola, yogurt, and a lot of nuts. Is Amelie still allergic to uh, nuts? She's allergic to tree nuts. Tree nuts? She can eat peanuts, but not tree oh. nuts. So she's limited right now. But she could grow out of that, right? She could probably still grow out of it. We're still testing it, so okay. hopefully she can. Because yeah. nuts are pretty delicious. Yeah. Granola, yeah. Nut, yeah. I'll, I'll die. My main food sources. Yeah. And eggs. I remember eating a lot of eggs just because I needed to eat something in the morning, so I'd boil eggs. Mm-hmm. And she was allergic to eggs. Was the uh, the morning sicknesses pretty horrible? No, for me, I think it came at night, and it was only mostly nausea. Like I felt like I, it was just nauseous. Like I always wanted to throw up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at night, and it just sucked. Oh, and heartburn. Heartburn. Uh, heartburn. Yeah. I heartburn think sucks. those were my, those were my things. I never, never threw up. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I never threw up and... And like, throwing up is pretty common, right? Like, so, I, yeah, I mean, certain women go... It just depends on the pregnancy, I think. Yeah. From what I hear. I've only had one, so... <laughs> yeah. It depends on the woman and just on the pregnancy. I hear, like, boys are different than girls. Different yeah. symptoms and things like that. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I hear that. If the, if the panza is, like, really up high, yeah. it's a... Either it's a, a boy. boy, yeah. And if it's down low, it's a girl. Something like I that. Heard yeah. that and if there's a lot of harboring, is your child's gonna be very hairy. Yeah, I've heard, heard about that. Yeah, yeah, she and she was she was hairy when she was born. Yeah. So I paid attention to that. <laughs> so some uh, some correlations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least it proved in my instance to be to be related. I don't know. <laughs> may or may not be related, but. Yeah. Wow. This sounds like a. It, it, my pregnancy, I think it was. It was, th- it was a good pregnancy. Like yeah, I didn't struggle too much. Yeah, I didn't have too many pains and aches with it. So it, it was a good pregnancy. And I, but I think I. It was because of my doing. I was healthy. I was yeah. working out, and I was eating right. Um, I think that that's why. But yeah. I don't know. We'll did, find out next time. Did you see a difference between uh, your routine, regular diet before you were pregnant to during when you're pregnant? When you're like, oh, I have to be healthy and, and, and everything. Did you, see, did you see a difference in like your mentality? Whether if it's just like uh, clear, concise thoughts or. Um, less sluggish or anything like that like any different things you could point out mm. yes but is it but it was also for other reasons because as you know i smoke mm-hmm. so i wasn't smoking as much and i think that helped that that was also a contributing factor <laughs> so i was more uh more clear more productive <laughs> you know what i mean yeah um what else would I have noticed? I think, yeah, not too much. Did you remember your dreams? Yes, yeah. but that's most that, that that's related to smoking. Yeah, okay. Because I notice a difference when I stop smoking. Yeah. I remember my dreams when I'm 
smoking it. Did you have any crazy weird wicked dreams with uh, with Emily? Emily, yeah. The only dream that I do remember is I think I, I think I dreamed her. Oh, I hey. saw a little girl. We were out in the ocean. You have a premonition of your child. And it was oh, a little cool. girl sitting down, and she had she had wavy. It was lighter than her current color. Actually, now that I think about it, when she was little, it was lighter, and it and it did resemble her. And she was light. She had colored eyes. So yeah, I guess you can say I had a premonition of her. Wow, that's crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's the only dream I can like remember I and. and yeah, I remember my mother saying that she had crazy wicked dreams uh, with all of us. And I don't know, I mean, you have another life inside of you. I guess it does some cognitive with uh, the brain. functions. <laughs> yeah, I can't, can't say that I don't pay attention to that stuff too, <laughs> to be honest with you. So. Oh, that's cool. Well, raising a baby, and especially having a baby inside of you is no easy task and a lot of stuff is involved so can you tell me about the the birthing process the the, the labor the the time of do you want me to tell you like when it started and see so we were watching a movie i remember i remember where we were in the movie where we were watching in the theaters no we were at home but okay. i mean like where in the move what was going on in the movie at that point <laughs> Very clearly. Um, it was an interesting movie. There's a couple out in Peru. Mm. Um, anyways, from so I went to the restroom, I came back, and then all of a sudden I heard a pop. I was like, what the heck is that? Like, it was just a weird pop. And I was like, what the heck is that? And then I started feeling trickling going down my pants. Mm -hmm. I was like, eh. So you heard it, but you didn't feel it? Like, you don't feel anything pop inside of you? No, it what? was weird. Really? That's I, crazy. Yeah, it was weird. It's <laughs> just I heard a pop and I looked around like, what was that? And then I started feeling like trickling coming down my face. My face, I mean my legs. And uh, I was like, oh, my water just broke. <laughs> so I kind of just sat down and I was like, uh, I was like, okay, so what do I do? Do I wait a little bit? I, I just didn't know. I was yeah. like, uh, so I told Jeff and we're like, we just started kind of like getting things together, kind of just very casually. Yeah, very casually. <laughs> we just kind of started getting, you know, our to go bag. Um, he started putting the dogs away, and we were both very calm. That's that's very good, right? That, yeah, I think that's a good we were thing. calm, <laughs> and I wasn't nervous. I was like, okay, this is gonna happen. Dang, I'll be the exact opposite. I'll be. Even just like on our husband's side. Your wife broke, oh my god! We gotta go! We gotta go right now! <laughs> um, and I was expecting pain early on, but I, it, I didn't feel pain very early on. Uh, so, yeah, then we went to the hospital. It's probably all that healthy in. diet and exercise. Oh, you know what happened? I think what triggered it before that, you know, two weeks before that, my feet started swelling up. They were really, that was, that was very uncomfortable, just your feet being very swollen. Just look like huge. They're just huge. I've never seen them that so was, big. <laughs> None of my shoes would fit. Really? They got that big? Yeah, and I had to buy clock. Um, what are the squishy ones? Uh, oh, Crocs. Crocs. I had to buy Crocs. I hate Crocs. I do too. But these were <laughs> these were kind of cool. They weren't okay. that bad. Anyways, I had to buy Crocs for like a few weeks because like my feet were just huge. That's weird. I never did that. And so yeah, and so I would read that if you work out, not work out, but like do some sort of exercise. And so I went that day. I went on a walk. Mm -hmm. Typical. And weeks before that, I was running. No, I was swimming. That's mm -hmm. what that was my exercise oh, towards when she, when I was really big, because running with the big bellies. bellies and, <laughs> um, so I was doing a lot of swimming. But that day, I went for a walk just because I was like, let's help this along. So I think that's what helped get nice. around. Anyway, so we were in the hospital, we were checked in, and I think I didn't start really feeling labor pains until a few hours in, like two to three hours in. It's just so crazy. Um, I, have you ever tried that ab, 
The thing you put around your abs and it and it's like electric shock to your abs and it makes your pu- muscles flex, flex and yeah. Um, I don't know if you've no, ever tried that. I, I haven't tried it, but I definitely don't try. I've seen it. Did you used to have one? I used to have one, <laughs> so I know um, what it feels like, and I can compare it the labor pains to that, but of course intensified, and it goes all the way to the back of your. Mm. And, um, so if you ever try it, that'll give you an idea of kind of how it yeah, feels. It's it, it, it just, yeah, it, you know, and that's how, pretty much how it would go. It would, um, every so many, every, um, so when you first start out, it's every few, like 30 minutes, then it goes into, it keeps going closer and closer, just like they tell you to count how far apart your contractions are. Mm-hmm. And that means if they get closer, you're getting closer to push the mm-hmm. baby out. So, and then as they get closer, they intensify really bad. <laughs> um, you know, just to the point where you're like. So when you say getting closer and closer, you're like the baby's head is getting closer and closer to your uterus. Well, uh, yeah. Well, no, because it's already there. It's just. Just closer to the door. Yeah. Well, I'm opening up more. Like. Oh, my, okay. Down there, I'm opening up more, and. Um, so does your is your body like is it like a naturally contracting to get ready for this baby to come out? Yeah, kind of. Okay, that's weird. I yeah, that I thought stuff just got ripped off. <laughs> no, no, it, it seems literally like, like you know, women's vaginas like you know, there's a whole like yeah. literally it just starts opening up to a certain point to where the baby can okay. be. Then you gotta help the baby. You know, that's why you gotta push to come out. Okay. Wow, yeah, that's... So, but the contractions, yeah, they're an indicator that it's, you're getting, you're getting ready. Yeah. <laughs> and they get long, so they kind of just start combining and they just start getting longer. Yeah. And the pain with the hell's, like, I know the pain is, um, very, uh, large amounts, like, uh, but, I don't know, what am I trying to ask here? Through my ceremonies and having like feeling pain, like I need like like it's very mental. Yes, it's physical for me, but it's also like very mental. Like I, I need to think of a goal or something to get me through this pain, whether it's a sickness or a crazy ceremony. Um, with the contractions and like getting greater each time, uh, the mentality part, like where were you at mentally? Do you remember? I would escape by breathing because that's what they. And so that was, that's what they kind of teach you to do. That's why they teach you the Lamal classes. Okay. You know, the breathing stuff. I'd had that would be the escape. I was like, okay, just 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 breathe how you're supposed to breathe. Breathe mm-hmm. in and out, and, and so you're focused on that to take you out of that pain. Okay. For me, breathing. that's what that's how because that's how I read it was supposed to be. So that's what I did. I was like, okay, just breathe. Just breathe, <laughs> just breathe, um, just so that I wouldn't think of the pain. Because if I did, then it, I think it'd be, it's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. But it was there. It was, it, it was still there. <laughs> it was still there, even though you're breathing and you're focusing on your breathing. It helped, it helped. for sure. I think it did help. Something. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the, the pain's gonna be there. There's no, no way around it. Yeah. No. No way around it. No. <laughs> oh no! Uh, no, yeah, and then I didn't take any. I didn't take any meds. No, I didn't oh, take nice. anything. Uh, once what when I was at the point where like I need something, <laughs> I need something. They're like, nope, you're ready to push. Oh, that was, I was so like, because like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna feel this. Yeah. Oh <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, no. Um, so I, I, don't know, I don't know how to explain any more. Would pain. you say there's like a little a little like um. A bittersweet uh, feeling to that, like just bearing to the pain, and like that point where you wanted meds and you couldn't get it anymore, and you just had to just push through and just do like. Well, after after the fact, I'm very happy that I didn't. It's just for me, it was like I know. Yeah. um, That's pushing yourself, like physically and mentally, like probably the most you could ever push yourself and so yeah i can't imagine like it was like but my thought is so many women have done this without mm. without it yeah um That's a good i i can do this i can do this i don't need 
medicine. I don't, you know, and I want my kid to be born without chemicals in her body. Yeah. Um, I want her to be born naturally and pure, and and, and I did it. And I'm proud of myself that nice. I did it. Yeah, so that's good. I don't think a lot of women can do that. Or at least now, because it's so easy to just just give me something, just give it to me. Or just get a C-section and just open up. Yeah, it, but I hear that that's very painful too. Really? Yeah, like the recovery part of it. Mm. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so I don't know about that. Hopefully, I don't have to, but you, you never know. Mm-hmm. But the pain, that pain, definitely was the worst pain I've ever felt. Um scary I guess not scary enough to hold me back from having another kid <laughs> only because I think you forget about it okay with time with time you forget about it same yeah. same as the first year of raising a kid <laughs> you kind of forget about that so what was the, the scary part about it like during and just like fighting and just bearing through the pain um, I don't think I was ever scared okay I wasn't scared. It was just, just a matter of getting through it. Yeah. I don't think I was scared. I think I felt okay. I think I felt safe. I think I felt Amelie was gonna be okay. So I wasn't. I wasn't scared. It's just going through it, like getting over it. It's like <laughs> I'm gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna be okay. Yeah. Once you start, you can never go back. Too, no. So it's just like just no. gotta go through with it. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll tell you, when she was finally out, oh, man, it was like a relief. I was like, I can't let go. As long as she's okay. Is she okay? She's fine. Okay. I'm out. <laughs> yeah? yeah? It is exhausted. I think that's the most exhausted I've ever been in my whole life. Yeah? Just like, just exhausted. Ugh. You just... Fall asleep immediately, or, or uh, I just gave like I just gave up. Uh, no more breathing. Like, uh, no more. No more tensing. anything. Just let go. You know what I mean? Just yeah. let go. It's like she's fine. She has her papa. I did hold her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Put her on against me, but then I was able to let go because now I know she's out. <laughs> I did my job, and she's safe, and and now just. How was that resting moment for you? It's just complete blank nothingness to just a recovery or uh, still just feeling your body heal and just it's just exhaustion <laughs> it's just, ex- just, exhausted. just exhausted you're just like an un- unsettled sleep yeah for sure because you're still in pain I guess recovering mm-hmm. um, and then now you have a little kid Cause they didn't take her. They, didn't, you know, you you see in movies where they take them to the to the room, mm-hmm. but they didn't. They leave her there with you, so you still had to okay. get, wow. take care of her. So you can't really sleep. <laughs> you can't really recover because you got to change your diaper and you got to feed her. And then you, I, I had to feed her because I was breastfeeding. Mm. But yeah, like I said, is breastfeeding weird? weird? Like at first, like yeah, was it weird at first? Yeah, cause you kind of feel like the flow of the milk coming and then it comes out and then yeah and it feels yeah so you really feel nourishing her yeah, like you're nourishing yeah. your child and so wow how, how, was, how was that your first experience breastfeeding your child as a, as a mother as a something that's just so innate in, in your guys's nature um how was that or was it just like second age, like, oh, yeah, that's how you're supposed to feed it? Yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, it, it just felt normal, to be honest with you. Yeah? Just felt mm. like, here you go. <laughs> Give me my nipple. And, <laughs> and um, but we struggled for a little bit because she wasn't taking, she wasn't taking it so mm. She wasn't latching on. Okay. We struggled a little bit, so we had to give her a bit of formula. But when she did, yeah, it's just natural. It's like. I, I didn't think too much of it. Yeah, the okay. only time occasionally, like when I have my emotional little, you kind of look down and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm feeding my kid. I'm nourishing my kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not giving her chemicals. I'm making this milk and feeding my baby. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about that, that you're, uh, those moments of, uh, 
an emotional rush of which baby? I've had my first experience like with like pure happiness, like ecstatic almost. I don't know how to explain. It's just happy, like happy, just oh my, happy and um, and so much love. I was actually at a very bad point because I was very stressed with my day because I was going to work pumping and that's very stressful because yes because you got to eat right in order for you to produce milk and then you got to go to work and Mm -hmm. work in itself is stressful and then you got to pump you got to stop work and go pump for so long and then you got to clean everything you got to sanitize everything and then you got to put everything away for your kid and then go back to work and then at night you have to get up so many times at night to pump so that you don't stop so that you don't you know because if i stop doing that then i stop my body thinks it's that i don't need to feed my kid anymore and it stops producing oh wow so i never knew that was such a I knew that was a process to do but in such a long yeah it's not it is very demanding it's that thing that's the right word yeah that's the right it was it's demanding did you know it was demanding? I anticipated it, but... Not until you actually experienced the demanding part? Yeah. Wow. I, so anyways, I was like in a very stressful point because of that. Because mm-hmm. of work, because of that, because of the new baby. Trying to find how to adjust my life for a new kid, for breastfeeding, for going to work, and all that stuff. And it was compensating with the demanding work of pumping and yeah. changing the baby and... Making sure she's all right, along with the everyday stuff that you have to already already have do. to do. Yeah. Okay. So I uh, I know that that day, like I broke down and I was crying, because it was a lot at the point at that point. It was just me and her. She started crying, so I picked her up, and then at that moment, it, it just this thing came over me where I was just happy. Yeah. Just happy. I was like, oh my gosh, like, this little freaking thing. <laughs> And, and I was like, my, I was happy for that very, it was very fast and very short and very, but it was like, oh, this, this is fucking worth it. It's <laughs> worth it. You're so worth it. Yeah. And it, yeah. Oh, that's nice. I, I've never experienced that before in my life. And I did. And it was, I think, because of her and because of what I went through, you know. Just, so it's very, not sporadic, but. I guess kind of it's, sporadic, yeah, it is that, like prompt, like oh, man. your body just needed some sort of release and rush of happiness. I need, think I needed her touch. Mm. Once I touched her, I think that that triggered it, the happiness. Yeah, mm-hmm. she comforted me somehow. Wow. Maybe she felt my pain and felt, you know. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, because she was in me and she wasn't that much. You know, she was only a few weeks old, so I think she could probably feel me. Yeah. That makes sense now that, I, now that we're talking about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's some sort of... Um, a connect, connection. connection. Un, unvisible connection that is there. Yeah. Wow, nice. I never thought of it that way, but yeah, now that, I, that we're talking about it and looking back, kind of makes sense. She is there any other emotions that you had, uh, or any other moments like that, very similar, where your your daughter kind of triggered a, a release of some sort? Well, she's inspired me, you know. I mean, no, not like that. I guess, randomly. You just look at her, and it's like... <laughs> it just makes you happy. Yeah? Yeah. Just happy, like you see this little thing that came out of you and with, made with somebody else, and she's so happy, so she passes that on to you. So it just reverberates happiness. That's good, I like that. Yeah, but it's random, very random. Yeah. And then, yeah, very random. Yeah. How cool! Very well. Um. So I'm talking to these uh, these women that I need to uh, pick to have a child with now, and <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Um, 
No babies for me, not quite yet. But um, always, I always, I mean, Hispanic culture. We're surrounded by so many cousins and and uh, siblings and brothers and deals and nieces and nephews. We're surrounded by children, so uh, I could share that experience with you of uh, knowing how to like child so unconditional. Do not do not condition or with culture and society quite yet until they start going to school, you know? And so uh, they have the most unfiltered expressions of just saying craziest stuff and just being, just learning and, and being so curious and excited to live in this world and either try some certain foods or not try certain foods and eat stuff that they're not supposed to be eating, like yeah. clumsy, but it's, it's, I like that raw, unfiltered human yeah. little baby. That's, that's cool. And you have to mold that little yeah. unfiltered baby. <laughs> you gotta mold that little baby. Yeah. It's that good. Yeah. That's scary and it's... Because you can just mess this little kid up and not even know it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, you're working on the second one. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm scared as hell, I'll tell you that. Yeah? I think because... Tell me why you're scared. Why? Well, because... Well, Amelie... I struggled that first year, just but I think it was because I was new to it, and it was my first time, and trying to learn everything. Um, but she was an easy baby. I mean, we she had a little medical things that we had to deal with, but I think overall she was very easy as far as, like, training like potty training and feeding and she wasn't too picky and things like that mm-hmm. she wasn't a crybaby like needed constant attention um but i'm scared with this baby and the pregnancy too like i said it was pretty good you know i didn't struggle too much but i'm scared that this second time it's going to be the opposite yeah and i mean just the first one was a struggle for me can't imagine the second one is going to be but it'll be different because I'll have Amelie. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I think she's at a good age, too, to help you out. Help yeah. Out. She can help or she can, or it can be the opposite. She can either feel neglected and, and yeah. make it even more troublesome or she can be in help. Hopefully she's she's more helpful than the other. Yeah, well, isn't that challenging, plus that challenging stuff so fun? Yeah, I guess, right? It's what yeah. makes us us. How we go through that and how yeah. we overcome it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, but yeah. So, so can you tell me about the other experience of uh, your second attempt? How it didn't work out? Uh, miscarriage? Yes. Yes, I can tell you about that. Uh, what do you want to see? Where do you want to start with that? So, let's see. We found out we were pregnant in october Was this... Uh, like, at a point in time where you and... We were trying? Yeah. Yes, like, we were oh, trying. We, we okay. yeah, we were, I was, I had planned that year. Yes, we were definitely trying. And, you know, certain things were going on in our life. And so we started and we were trying. And so we knew it was coming. Um, but other things came about that year too. I got a new position. So kind of changed my plans a little bit but I was like but we can still do this we can still have the baby and it'll be good because I'll have insurance I was planning to start my own business Mm -hmm. and then have the baby and then go off and do it on my own and um but I got that position got pregnant and I think I just had a lot of stress and that kind of and me and, and yeah, and then me and Jeff were, were uh, you know, you go through your ups and downs, and we yeah. were definitely in one of our downs. So I think that that baby knew it wasn't the right timing. I don't know, or my body knew, because mm-hmm. uh, it was a lot of things, or or my body. I don't know. I mean, it was just wasn't the right time. Yeah. Um. So when 
I went to the doctor one day. It was actually my first doctor visit. Trying to find out I was only eight weeks. I found out I was eight weeks. Started bleeding a little bit. Could be normal, could be something serious. And told the doctor. They kind of dismissed it a little bit because it wasn't nothing too serious. But then yeah. that then that weekend, I miscarried. So I started bleeding a little bit. Then that was the only thing that was happening. The next day, bleeding a little more. More. So then I think that's when I told Jeff. I was like, I broke down. I said, I think. I started crying. I was like, I think I'm having a miscarriage because I'm bleeding more than usual. Mm-hmm. And no pain, no nothing, just bleeding. Then Sunday came along, bleeding more. So I was like, this, yeah, this is it. I was like, I shouldn't be bleeding this much. Call the doctor. They're like, you know, if you're okay, just you'll be fine. Just let it so you know, do its the, course. You made the claim yourself. Like, oh, man, this... It's this happening, is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a doctor's like, oh yeah, this is a miscarriage. No, I knew, just, just, you're bleeding, you shouldn't be bleeding that much. So, I figured this is is happening, so, it it was emotional, was crying over it, for a little while, come and go. I went to work the next day, just because, I don't want to be home and I don't want to think about it, if I go to work, I know I'm going to be busy, I have tons to do. Okay. So at work, first of all, I didn't know any, and, and that was my negligence. I should have looked up a little bit more about a miscarriage, like what the actual, what actually happens to you and what your possible symptoms are and things like that. I just, just oh, I'm just going to bleed it and it's going to come out and I'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, that was very stupid and naive of me. Yeah. So I went to the, I went to work and then I went to the restroom and then I passed the baby. So it was this little... You did that work? Have Not work? the baby, but it, it was the fetus. Having it work? Yeah. No way. Like it actually, and it was very little, like that little, but you can kind of see a little. Your little pebble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it broke down a little bit there, and then called the doctor. I called the doctor, and I said, "Okay, I passed it." They're like, "Okay, well, as long as uh, you're not bleeding over this much, then then." You don't have to come in, just schedule an appointment and follow up in a few weeks or something like that. I remember what they said. So I was like, okay. And I was fine throughout the whole day. Um, but then at night after dinner, we laid down and I just started feeling like my body started shaking a little bit. And then and, and, and I thought in my head, oh, it feels kind of like contractions type of feeling. Mm-hmm. That's weird. And then it started getting worse and worse. And then I finally told Jeff. It's like something something's wrong it's like because this is i don't feel right so I'm, I'm shaking my body shaking like if i'm having contractions mm. and so we, we were just kind of let it go and then it just started getting worse and i just started like shaking to the point so it was like having contractions it would come and go mm. like every so often it would come and go and same pattern as if you had amelie yeah um, but I think it might have been a little bit worse because my whole body was just shaking. And with Emily, when I had the contractions, it was focused on around my belly, my back. But with the, with the miscarriage, um, it just started shaking. Your whole body? Yeah. Uh, I was like, and then, and then it, it would go away. Yeah, I was worried. I was like, should I, should I go to the hospital? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't, I didn't know what to do. So I told yeah. Jeff, look it up online. Is this normal? Um. And so we looked it up, and he said, yeah, this is normal. This is part of it. And I was like, okay, well, I don't want to go to the hospital. I don't want to deal with this somewhere else yeah. in, a, in another so place. So that's normal kind of give you comfort. Like, oh, I can just do it. I just got to, yeah, I just got to, I just got to let it run its course. And so I was like, well, roll me up a joint <laughs> um you know it's gonna help me take the mind off it it's gonna help me with the pain mm-hmm. and and yeah. it did it helped a lot as proper medicine does um yeah and so i self-medicated and that helped a lot um then the next day i was just exhausted yeah just exhausted i don't know Think I think the whatever that was I I I'm call, I know that there's a certain word for him I don't remember the the word for it but um I think those definitely drained me 
So did it feel like um, you, your body was trying to have a child? Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's pretty much in labor. Yeah. Because your body yeah, just kind of went through a labor in a sense, but it yeah. wasn't the fully developed baby type of labor. Okay. So, wow, that's crazy. So your body still wanted to run its course and have a child and go through the proper protocols. Protocols, yeah. But the baby already kind of came out in a yeah. miscarried way. Yeah, I was like, that's all, that, that tripped me out. I was like, damn. That's horrible. Like you, you have to lose your yeah. your baby, and then still have to go through the pain of the labor. Yeah. You don't go through the you go through the labor pains, and you don't go through because you know when you're having a baby and you push the baby out, that's another pain there too. Okay. Um. That if you want to get into that, I don't. That was just crazy because we're going back to Amelie when she was born. When, yeah. Um. Because I think that's what you want to know, right? Certain, the details of certain things. Now, well, yeah, um, well, just just both. Just you know, the woman's role and function in general of giving birth, and every case is different. Every woman's different, but you know, it's still a thing to give birth to a child. And so it's it's just crazy how you guys could give birth to uh, I guess human being. Both. Uh, Things that are alive and prosper and death. And death, yeah, yeah. yeah. Birth. I never thought of it that way. But yeah. So if you want to hear it, I don't know. You can yeah, yeah, back yeah. in yeah. the when I was having anomaly now, I was in the pushing stages. Um, I hated this doctor because I feel like he wasn't. He had no uh, bedside manner. It's a frame they use for like doctors who are not very considerate about your feelings at the point when mm. they're telling you things or things like that. Oh, okay. And he was just like, you know, he just had his hand in there like, I don't know, I guess he had to do what he had to do, but it's like... Dang, doctors do that? When like the person like... Yeah, he had to, I think he had to, like, go in there a little bit and kind of help her out mm, okay. a little bit. Get some leverage. Yeah, some and, and he just did it, and it was like, what the, it hurt so bad. Yeah. Like, like, it opens, it opens, like, think of your pelvic area just being opened and somebody sticking their hand in there and just pulling something, you know. Must be very uncomfortable. Feeling. Very uncomfortable, and you just want to beat the hell out of that doctor. Yeah. But um, maybe he was just doing his job. Yeah. And needed to get his job, but I just I don't know, I hate doctors. <laughs> I hate doctors. I don't I feel like they don't care anymore. Wow. Um. But yeah, that was. I want to birth my own children. You want to? Not physically, but I remember my anthropologist teacher said that when he was in Fuji, I believe he. Uh, all the, the, the tribe that he was with, um, they knew that he was a doctor, um, like a PhD doctor, but they didn't know the difference of a medical doctor and a PhD. So when a woman was having, uh, was giving birth, they're like, oh, you need to come, you need to come, come. He's like, no, I'm not that kind of doctor. But they forced him to do it anyways. And he said, he got so lucky that it was the most easiest labor where he helped, I guess, the child out. Um, and ever since then, he was his own family, his own wife. Like he, like I Did guess you can get certified to mm-hmm. do it yourself and birth your own children. I think it's cool. It's something I want to do. But um, I did not know that the doctor had to go digging in there and actually mess around with and, stuff. Well, because she was having trouble coming out. But not only that, he also had to stick some sort of clamp. Oh man! In there, which wow. is like yeah. So you Even imagine worse? like a, yeah. <laughs> Like you have a little body coming out of you, and then you got this other clamp going in there trying to help her head out. I think you've got the freaking doctor's fingers in there, you know what I mean? Yeah, wow. Can you, can you imagine that? I can imagine no. that. That's, that's horrible. That's, and I didn't see, like, I was That's just, like, actually, not even a pretty sight. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> you poor women, you guys have it rough. Yeah, um, yeah no. That I'm looking back on, it was interesting. It was no fun. But um, 
And then we're talking, let's go back to the miscarriage. So, I mean, I, I guess I told you everything about that. Um, emotionally, that was... I don't know where it was. I blamed myself because I put... Because of work. Because work was important for me and it, at that point and I was putting a lot of attention to that and it was stressing me out and and I allowed that to happen. So I blame myself. But then later on, now that time has passed, it's just probably the timing. It wasn't the right time. Yeah. That's, uh, and I think that's normal. Um, when something like that happens, we usually tend to blame ourselves for not looking at every perspective or every uh, approach of what can contribute to whatever outcome that you're trying to have. But I'm glad you have the perspective of just knowing that's not the right time. That's good. Because yeah. in the heat of the moment too, like the emotions rushing, um, I think this is just being human in general. Um, when we act on impulse, um, it's never very accurate. But mm -hmm. it's just acting on impulse. It's just what you're feeling at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Something I see a lot of women. Yes, we uh, definitely are impulse or emotion. Yeah, we act on our emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So I guess um. Well, we we talked about birthing life and death. Um. I guess, what, what can you say from this learning experience of being a mom and going through these contractions and birthing life and death and, and just learning from your experience? Like, what would you, I guess, tell or give advice to other young ladies out there that are looking to rush into having a child? Say before you have a kid, make sure you take care of yourself first. And from there, what do you mean like take care of yourself? Just know who you are. Okay. Know who you are. And enjoy life. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I think you need to enjoy life on your own by yourself before you have a kid because after you have a kid, you don't have a choice. I mean, you do have a choice. Because they're selfish parents out there, but you just fall in love with this little thing, and they're gonna be your number one. And regardless whether you, I don't know, you gotta take care of yourself. Because yeah. all it's just it, it changes it. Yeah. After that, nothing's the same. Okay. So be selfish for a while, and then if you want to get in and have kids, make sure that you're at that point where you're, you know, you're, you're. Selfish person <laughs> is you're ready to do away with that person. Get rid of the selfish person first. Not get rid of the selfish person first, but yeah, I, I like it. That's, that's good. I think that's healthy to to know thyself. And uh, it's a process to know thyself, to really know how to treat yourself, to really know how to treat someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but even the offspring. Yeah, a little. Yeah. A little goddamn brat. <laughs> yes, I mean I love her, but she's she's a little brat. Yeah, children are goddamn monsters. That's the beauty, and they're goddamn. But I have time to correct it still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still got yeah. some time in there. Hopefully. Well, very well. Um, thank. I know there's so many more questions I want to ask, but we could keep going on with this. But I appreciate you being so open about this. Um, and yeah, I think I mean people will need to know and and be exposed to the small things that they didn't anticipate during experiences like having a child. And miscarriages. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely miscarriages as well. Yeah. Oh, so um, that's just it's crazy how it passed uh, while while you're at work. You said. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you hold on to it or did you... No, because I found the toilet. Because I went to the restroom and mm. it just kind of came out. Yeah. You didn't expect it? Like, you didn't um, just... I wasn't thinking. I don't know. I just... Dang, that must have been... Okay, yeah. That At work. 
<laughs> yeah, I was expecting it to like, cause you know, like when women have, you know, women have their period, so you wear pads. So I was wearing a pad because I was bleeding. Mm-hmm. So I expected it to go there, but I went to the restroom and it just kind of fell out. So. I've had experiences, of course, nothing like that, but crazy experiences where it's hard to keep myself composed when I'm around a lot of people. Um, and I can't, I can't only imagine, like, just kind of, like, passing off a child in, in the toilet. Keeping it together. And then just toilet. talking to it. Like, Yo, did you get the memo today? That's fucking memo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get your fucking memo. Yeah. I fucking read the memo. What the fuck? What do you want the memo? You want a memo? You want a memo? No. Yeah. Were you like that at work or were like? Uh no, I was composed. I was. You composed. You were together. Like, were you still like on point of just work, just uh, this and that. Well, just, I'm pretty good you know, at. I'm pretty good at hiding emotions. Would you say women are good at hiding emotions? No. No. No, I think. You say you personally. I think me personally. I don't think women in generally really are. Not all women. Not all women. I think no. The, one, of, the ones that went through a lot of shit. Would you say? I don't know. I don't know. Just maybe. I never really thought of it that way, but maybe. Just because in general, I don't cry as often as women. As often, I mean, I do get my emotional, and when I do finally cry, I like, oh, I forget. It feels so good to cry. <laughs> Yeah. But um, it know, does, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a, that release. It it yeah. helps a lot. Um, not I hold things. I keep to myself. I hold things in anger. Even with anger, when I'm angry, I hold that in as well. Yeah, that's. I don't think a lot of women do that. Just from experience, just with dealing with women in general. Yeah. No, like <laughs> like you, they're more like you said, impulsive. more impulsive. They they let it out more. So I'm the opposite. So. I think in this situation, that's just what I did. Mm-hmm. Go, I do what I do. I put a mask on. Uh, get lost in work, mm-hmm. and don't think about it wow. until it pops out mm-hmm. some other time. It always comes up when you do when you hide when yeah. you're that type of person. It comes out somehow. Yeah, and I, I think that's just human. Sooner or later, it, emotions need to be expressed. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, very uh, strong person for composing yourself in that, that time. Like, yeah. yeah. Or you probably just knew, like, oh, I'm going to have to, maybe subconsciously you knew, just, oh, I'm going to have to express this later, but not right now. i got to Yeah, that I'm not, yeah, I'm usually <laughs> like that. I like, yeah. don't, in the moment when it's happening, I don't like to lose control. Hmm. Uh, if I'm gonna lose control, I'd rather lose control in another. At home. At home, <laughs> or something. But not you can't always control that either. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes just one thing sets you off and everything comes out. So. Yeah. My safe haven's a car. I've noticed. <laughs> uh, it used to be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't have a place anymore, but. <laughs> I need to find one. Um. But yeah, it used to be because that was the only me time. Mm-hmm. But not anymore, because usually now I have Amelie usually yeah. with me. So. Well, that's just living and learning. Yeah. Hopefully, a conversation's all right for your podcast. Oh no, it's is is perfect. So, all right. Well, thank you very much for being on my podcast and sharing this experience. I, uh, it was a pleasure, and appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. And letting me look in more depth into myself. Appreciate it. (laughs) All right, that was good.